The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Pretty girls, I ask them, do they smoke? (laughs) Ask them, what do they know? Ask them, can we go? Pretty girls. Sunshine in the air, perfume everywhere. everywhere. What up? (laughs) Me, T-Rich, bringing in this bitch this week. Right. Shit you might have missed, but you've been kissed by the sun because it's May and maybe you're going to share this podcast with your friends. I'm going to stop now. Uh, <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> I do not freestyle. I, I, thought, I, thought, it works. I thought we about to cipher this thing out. I was like, is she about to pass? Away? What is happening right now? <laughs> So yeah, me Look at you, Slim. Like, hey, you on? You up next? I was really looking forward to Christie's freestyle. Oh, I just okay. want to make that known to everybody. Okay. Uh, but after she finished yawning, that's just. Bro, that's like Christy. I do none of those things. Okay. <laughs> I guess there was going to be no Christie freestyle. I do none of those things. I do an improvised read, but you know what I'm saying. Christy shot that idea down like Drogon last night. It will. <laughs> it may not rhyme, but it will have rhythm. Okay. Well, I do not sing. I'm like jazz. You know I'm saying. Okay. On some, on some weird backbeat and with horn rhythm. Okay. Are we doing introductions? I think we should. All right. To my left. My left. S up. To my right. Lee Bennett III, a.k.a. Da Vinci Parks. And right in the middle where she should be. You going to act like you don't know me? Okay, Savage. Drinks and snatch. Drinks and snatch. AKA. <laughs> Drinks and snatch. <laughs> I said, you start with beat already. You gonna act like you don't know me? Like, uh-uh. No, I was putting you in the middle. Mm. Right where you belong. Where she at? In the middle. In the middle. Right with Moni. I used to love me some Moni Love. Mm. So, obviously, uh, bringing in the show is a reference to Mochella last week, which was going on as we were recording. Um, so Mochella is uh, part of this Don't Mute DC. We talked about it before when um, the gentrifiers and the colonizers have been moving in and wanting to be a part of the culture, but not really, and trying to get rid of said culture. Mm-hmm. So in response to the Metro PCS building that has been playing go-go for years, years and years and years, pong years, years um, they uh, put the together people. The bi- Wow. Because the big chairs. That's two infractions, sir. <laughs> two infractions. So don't don't mute DC. Put together this Mochella at 14th and U, which used to be really black, didn't it? Though 14th, just in general, you could just say 14. <laughs> but yeah, and um, yeah, it was beautiful. A large collection of black folks out there singing "Pretty Girls" at the top of their lungs and upsetting the colonizers and the gentrifiers and. The new neighbors, led by Big Slim, for all of y'all who watched The Wire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Genghis! It was really uh, 
it's really gratifying because I was I was out there. You know, I wasn't here recording because I had a I had an improv show that night, and um, you know, I came out of the improv show and just saw, oh, you're a man on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you know a lot of a lot of POCs running around, having a good time. Streets blocked off. Mm-hmm. No violence happening. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of activity and people kind of enjoying each other. And I haven't seen U Street look that brown in a long time. It's been years since I saw U Street look that brown. Gave you throwback vibes? Yeah, it did. It did. So, uh, it was good to see. Well, I just, you know, one way to stave off gentrification is just to, like, just be around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just find a way to just be around. Just don't leave. Like, keep having Loiter. Keep having loiter. Stuff. Yeah, just loiter. <laughs> just, just hang out. <laughs> And Mo is DC slang. Mm-hmm. So that's why they called it Mochella, kind of like Coachella. Kill Mo. Yeah. That's the proper usage of it. Kill Mo. On everything. But not in a violent way. No, no, so no. It's not no, 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 no. Kill is like an acknowledgement no. of like you You said that. Somebody say, say kill is like you. Oh, yeah, you said that. That was funny. That was like, that was on point. That was sharp. So, yeah, it was a nice gathering of brown people and. Filling the streets of U Street. I remember long ago when U Street pre-Starbucks, U Street used to be just full of all kinds of black things. Mm-hmm. That's where I met you. It is exactly where I met. I was thinking that. I wasn't going to say that. I know I was going to get shot down saying it. But yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay, Ralph Tresman. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, real talk. That is that is, I was I was thinking that though. That's where I met you. Actually, technically, you know what? Real talk. That's where I met Slim. Yeah. Yeah. I met Slim yeah. on officially on U Street yeah. Mocha Hut. Cuff, met yeah. you in Mangoes. A yeah. yeah. couple years later, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So Yeah, it used to be a bunch of like poetry venues and like little dive bar situations mm-hmm. and we've probably talked about this before, like State of the Union. I mean, yeah, State yeah. of the yeah. Union. Bohemian Republic yeah. The only two closed actual places on the whole of U Street today are the two places that actually kicked it off and held it down for what, a good decade and a half at least. You talking about Republic Gardens? And, and and state, state of the, of the union. union because state of the union out. state of the union was basically like you get your culture you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and Republic Gardens was basically like you get your party. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with the Republic Gardens building, right? Because everything else <clears throat> has been bought, renovated, something something Not has those happened two with every other building except those two buildings, and it's like noticeable, noticeable. Mm-hmm. It's like blight. Like <laughs> it's like what is going on? Like, it's why, like crackheads like, living there. That's is what it it's gentrification? Like. Is gentrified proof? Like, what is it? Is it like <laughs> what's the secret? It could be, a, it could, is there a Horcrux in there? Like, what? Is, it I don't, could be like those uh, those buildings right off of Georgia Avenue, just above where School of B and Cook Hall are. Where it's like it's just they just been boarded up forever. I'm like, why? Like they've just been there. Oh, you know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And it, it looked like they would be good property, but they just been boarded up. I ain't. I, I can't Dangerous. remember when seeing people coming in and out of it. Like that joint Dangerous might have been cursed. I don't I know. Mean, I don't remember. remember. Go ahead. They, they used to be apartments, right? It might have been. It's been a. It's been a. It's been a minute. So yeah, anybody. I think they were apartments. They caught fire. Howard owned them. <laughs> My memory like, of uh, Republic Gardens was that it was. It was a cool space. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. anything that was like 
exceptionally Girl, the in fucked the parking up. lot was what made it. It, it was there a murder that we don't know about that happened there? Like, is this nah? That would be like Colonel Brooks Tavern, but no, that happened and that happened on K Street too. I was yeah. there that night. I just don't understand why the gentrification has not, like, it has not taken, <laughs> taken those places. Like, I have a special set of skills. Yeah, how, how acquiring the union is not one of them. Gentrification, maybe the spirit of blackness is too strong. The man. spirit of blackness, <laughs> is spirit too of fast, to, like the ghost of. Still smell like Badusi and Draco Noir. <laughs> yes, Hot karate. Yes, yes. State of the Union still smell like weed and Nog Champa. <laughs> Dracarys Noir. Nog Champa. Um, shit. Flashback to Bohemian So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but we need to figure it out. So maybe we can recreate it. Okay. Sprinkle a little bit of whatever it is going on in PG County before it starts to spill over. Yeah, PG is gonna be PG though. Mm, I, don't <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think they're that adventurous. I think like no, we're just staying in the city. And like, I got an old white man that runs in my neighborhood every day. Mm-hmm. You probably been there for a minute though. Another old white man who used to teach yoga at my yoga studio. Mm-hmm. I'm going back. All all the Caucasian folks jogging <laughs> in Anacostia are gonna be jogging by my black ass. Is what they're gonna do. Like, you they love the job. Ain't getting rid of me. It's like that's how you announce yourself. Mm-hmm. We need a white girl with a ponytail. Dog is optional. <laughs> the ponytail has to be really bouncy. Mm-hmm. Bouncy as ponytail. It's got to bounce and swing. It needs to have significant bounce to it. Sorry, man. I low key terrorize the white woman and her dog. Oh no. Low key terrorism. I don't even know how low you do key. that. Well, I was on West Campus. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> I will show well, allow you me step to by retort. step oh, you exactly were how you Allow me to retort. Leaving after the Divinity School graduation. And this white broad had the nerve to have her dog all on the grass. And I was like, hey, excuse me. Like, bitch, there was a fucking press release about this shit. Your dog not welcome here. You and your dog got to go now. This is, a, this is a no dogs campus. Your pet not welcome here. And she was like, I, I, I had heard that. I saw that. Right, bitch. Why you here? Why you here? <laughs> Just wanted to test it out. And she was like, and, and, and she was like, well, I'm saying, so she scooped her dog up. You know what I'm saying? But then she put him down like 20 feet later, I guess, because she thought I wouldn't keep looking at her. And I was like, come on now. I, I still see you. Up and go. And so, like, it was kind of like low-key terrorism because I was on my way to the parking lot, but I was yelling at her as I was walking towards her. You know, white people just don't, they can't predict us. So I was perfectly harmless, but she didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you got to take advantage of their fear. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, bitch, you need to act. You know what I'm saying? And the reality is there's been a whole fucking brouhaha about this shit. Bitch, you know you can't have your dog up that here. And if you thought because school was out, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and it was late in the afternoon bitch. and the niggas wouldn't be around, wrong, 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 wrong. wrong. <laughs> Look, it's always a nigga ready to pop on you, a pop up on you like a bad penny. So don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Because you just never know. And I just feel like, why try it? Why try it? You know what I'm saying? You know this is our space. We have, we have declared publicly to the nation how we feel about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Please don't. Please don't. Especially now, graduation. So it was mm. a little, you know, low key public service terrorism. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it as such, but you know, I, I, I get, I get, I get it. The more you know. <laughs> well, oh, okay. I'm sorry. The more well, you know. I'm gonna call, call it community policing. That's what I would call it. Mm-hmm. It is indeed your community. 
You have and a vested interest. Be, we, we could consider her the low-key terrorist. Because really, dog piss on our grounds. I mean, seriously. You know how and then I had to call her out because I was like, and you don't even have a fucking bag. Mm. Like, you you don't even have a bag, but you're not prepared. And That's since we're not crime. a dog park, we don't have no bags for you. That's a high crime. You mm-hmm. walking around with a dog <laughs> and, and you no not bag? walking around with a bag. You you immediately you suspect them immediately. And then it was sad because her, yeah. her little fat dumpy little like half bath of hound, half uh what what are them things? <laughs> they not bath probably a dachshund or something like that. A little low to the ground, waddling ass thing. She had to pick him up and he was like <laughs> a rabbit. He was all on wheel. Visualization. I don't know where we're going. With low to the ground. Crabby puppy. <laughs> To the you know them dolphins talking thing. about like he was long but not quite dachshund long. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and he had some heft to him, like you know what I'm saying? Like like he was a cross. <laughs> like you're describing um, a penis. <laughs> <laughs> he had some heft to him. He was he long. Was long. <laughs> Venus. He looked like some kind of crossbreed of two genetically challenged breeds who have merged. Themselves, I've never heard anybody describe the shaft of a dog before. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever heard a dog's shaft. Like if somebody came in on the middle of that, it's like nobody would know you were talking <laughs> about a dog. <laughs> like what are they talking about? I was thinking about for a minute, like nobody else. I mean, that dog is not a shower but a grower. Like I didn't, I didn't know you could. Oh God! Oh Jesus! <laughs> Lord! <laughs> so that was my excitement for the week. Sounds okay. exciting. Yeah. It sounded, yeah. Penis arousing. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Sounded arousing. Yeah. Okay. Staying in DC, um, there was a quote unquote minority woman riding the train who took it upon herself. To take a picture of a Washington Metro Area Transit Authority, Wamata, um, worker in uniform on the train eating breakfast. So she took a picture of this black woman. Oh, aren't you not supposed to be on Metro? Actually, you can. Oh, you can. Okay. This is new. Okay. The I think the workers can. Oh, interesting. So she was like headed from one spot to the other spot. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, taking a little breakfast. And this woman, Natasha Tynes, she took her picture. <laughs> and put a whole name out there. Well, it's out there. <laughs> she posted, she there. tweeted about it like, oh, I thought we couldn't eat on the trains. I guess if you wear your metro uniform, you can. I hope you do something about this at Wamada. <clears throat> so when she asked the woman, like, I thought you're not supposed to be eating. She was like, worry about yourself, which mm. is great advice. advice. Yeah. yeah. Had Natasha Tynes... Taking that opportunity to worry about herself, she might not have lost her book deal. So she had written a book, They Call Me Wyatt, which Black Twitter renamed They Called Me Snitch. And her book was set to come out in June. And somebody, like people were going on Goodreads like, look, I haven't read this book, but it's trash because she's a trash person because she went and harassed a Metro worker. And so the distributor of her book was like, yeah, we're actually not going to distribute this book because... So they disavowed all knowledge of her ass. They were like, we don't tolerate this shit. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to publish nothing that has anything to do with this shit like this. And we're going to figure out what to do with the publication that we have already started to roll out. Stay tuned. 
I'm not hating because I don't know anything about this subject or topic <laughs> or book, but her book must not have been that good. It's about a, a I'm not Jordanian American student who dies and this person's consciousness inhabits the body of a three-year-old named Wyatt. So I feel like for some background on the publisher, they're a small press and they're all about people of color and women and LGBTQIA and people on the margins. And so they basically <laughs> like black Twitter has let us know that this shit this is, is not, not acceptable. And if it is not acceptable to black Twitter, then quite frankly, we can't accept it because they're good at, you know what I'm saying? Calling out fuckery. And they, you know, it, it, they, they were in their statement. They pointed out, the classist racistness of the whole situation like people on their way to work or at work you don't know what their situation is like people got to be allowed to eat (laughs) on her lunch break you know what i'm saying and first of all how about this one i work here bitch Mm. lots of people who work places do lots of things that people who Mm. walk in there off the street cannot Cannot and would not ever think to do Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like if you I used to work at Starbucks way back in the day. I would, in my street clothes, walk into my Starbucks that I worked at, and if I saw there was a line, I might get behind the counter and help make a whole bunch of drinks so that I can get my shit faster. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't walk into a Starbucks that you didn't know, you know what I'm saying, and be like, let me hurry up and get behind your counter, you know what I'm saying, and see what's going on with this bar right here because, you know what I'm saying, your line is long, but people who work there can do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? People who work places get employee discounts and all kinds of stuff that's not extended to the mm-hmm. general public. So I, I just don't even understand why Natasha thought it was in any way, shape, or form appropriate to be calling out what an employee is doing at their job. So that after was- Natasha caught said smoke, <laughs> she deleted her tweet because, you know, tweets aren't forever and screenshots don't exist. Yeah. And she was like, oh, look, um, I'm sorry. Uh, I completely apologize. My bad. I misstepped. And then she also, of course, had to make her Twitter private. Well, because she got a bunch of problematic tweets about, you know what I'm saying, really claiming the fact that she don't actually consider herself a person of color. It's just that there was a whole bunch of writing grants out there Mm -hmm. for her, so she took them. Hmm. So, so like no no real solidarity on that. No. I just want to throw this out there. Uh, So... Um, I'm a bit of a word nerd and dictionary.com had a little sub section <laughs> on their app. Uh, it was um, 12 terms that YouTube and Twitter popularized and in great fashion, uh, dictionary.com pointed out black Twitter and they had a whole section on it. So I hmm. thought that was pretty cool. And it was actually, it was actually well worded. If you like, you know, your voice is much more melodic than mine or mellifluous than mine. You want me to read the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to read the whole thing, but you you, you know. Read uh, whatever parts right. move you. Twitter gets a bad rap for being a conscientious place full of negativity. I'm sorry. A contentious place full That's of negativity. That's like conscientious. Yeah, contextually, yeah. that didn't go together no. at all. Yeah, but uh, you caught it though. It's cool. Contentious place full of negativity. But if there's one thing about it, it's that it allows people to come together and share stories about their experiences. That's the case with black Twitter. Black Twitter is the collective identity of black users on Twitter. That is in quotes. In a sense, black Twitter is a digital community that allows black people to connect and bond over what it means to be black. This includes both the lighthearted and the grim aspects. The focus 
tends to be reflective of black Americans experience, though not exclusively. And there's more, but obviously I'm not going to. No, a lot of times I don't like a page. Hmm? Black Twitter got a Wikipedia page. Yeah. I'm just saying, a lot of times I don't tend to be too fan of anything that starts describing things that have sociological and ethnic uh, implications. But I wasn't mad at that definition, and I was like, I was like, okay, if you're gonna include it, that that's not a, a bad way of, of, uh, of speaking towards it. Well, like when someone says Twitter and someone says Black Twitter, you're able to recognize the differences. They're not mm-hmm. the same things. Speaking mm-hmm. of Black Twitter. <laughs> They also had smoke for Aisha Curry last week. Yeah, so yeah, I think we should talk about that. But go ahead. It's on my list to discuss. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't right. really. I've only just seen some memes. I, I heard. I, don't really know I, I heard the some story. clips. Yeah, I heard some clips of what she was talking about on uh, on uh, Red Table Talks. Okay. So, um, I just got questions. Well. So, as Lee said, Aisha Curry, um, along with Steph Curry's mom, who I don't. I don't know her name. I feel like I shouldn't just call her. I feel her like Steph I know her name Curry's is escaping mom, me though. Aisha yeah. Curry mom. No, no Steph, Steph Curry's, Curry's mom. mom. A mother should Del, be Del Curry's wife. Her son. I know her. I know her name. No, I, I don't want to call her Del Curry's wife or yeah. Steph Curry's yeah, yeah. mom. I can't remember her name though. Yeah. Sadly though, that's what she is. She is both those things. She though. is. And Sonia Curry. Thanks for coming through. The fact checker that I've been trying to get for like the last three years. Right. Um. Was on Red Table Talk and um. Jada's mom was there. I think Willow was there as well. But Aisha Curry said um, essentially that sometimes, you know, her husband gets inundated with women and they're throwing themselves at, at him. And, you know, she does not like that. She wishes it would stop. But that also she would sometimes like to get male attention from someone who's not her husband. That's like the gist of it. And and Black Twitter told her to find several seats and have them and to shut the fuck up because they were not here for it. Um, It became, I don't know, like some of the conversations I had and some of the conversations I saw made it seem like she was trying to like leave her husband and wanted to be with other men and that she wasn't happy. Um, some of the therapist sites I were on were like, oh, her and her husband need therapy and she's got low self-esteem. I was like, wow, did we hear the same clip? So yeah. I didn't actually see what she said, but I read an article that said, you know, that quoted what she said. And then I saw all this backlash because really all I saw was the think pieces and the memes and the backlash. I didn't actually get to see anything else. And I just, I, I feel <laughs> I have... I have mixed feelings about this and not because I have mixed feelings about Aisha Curry, which, you know what I'm saying? Which is the problem. Uh, I, I do. You know what I'm saying? But I have mixed feelings about this because my first thought when I saw all of the backlash that was coming at her was, it's really hard to be a good girl and be grown and want to be sexy and want to have people look at you like that. And so I think the problem is not so much... For me, I don't have a problem. I, I don't have a problem with what she said at all. She's a human fucking being. And reality is, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be, you know what I'm saying, sexy yeah, and beautiful and attractive. Wanted, yeah. Right. And <laughs> desired and wanted by somebody other than the motherfuckers around you. Because quite frankly, like they're supposed to tell you. They're supposed to <laughs> you know want you. Like yeah. they're supposed That's to want job. you. They're supposed to tell you that you're beautiful and you're sexy. And I totally understand where she's coming from just as a 
as a person wanting to hear this. But then I also, you know, was reading that it's in the context of all of this is going on and she's done had a bunch of babies and she really just kind of wants some outside affirmation that like, um, dude, you still are fuckable because the reality is everybody who is into having sex wants somebody to want to have sex with them, even if they don't want to have sex with that person. Everybody wants somebody <clears throat> to say, oh, you're sexy or you're cute or you're attractive or to, you know what I'm saying, have somebody, you know, give you a look as you're going about your day. And I just feel like if I was her, I would feel away if I couldn't get a little bit of attention in some yoga pants at the grocery store. I mean, goddamn, even some like, you know what I'm saying, just something, you know, like that's, that's, that's normal as fuck. Hashtag yeah, facts. And, and, and not I, only did that, you have but problems I, with I, totally <laughs> I can totally understand where in comparison to, you know, all the attention that her husband gets, it's like, well, damn, I got a post too. And that's you know exactly what, what I was saying to Cam. I was like, okay, so yes, you have random women who are trying to throw themselves at your husband because they're trying to secure whatever kind of bag. Um, you got... ESPN riding Steph Curry's ball sack for 10 months talking mm-hmm. about his greatness and you popped out like three kids and you want to be more than just some man's wife and some kids mom you still want to be looked at as a woman and I didn't see anything wrong with the statement but like I said people were like like some people I was in a group chat with like oh she don't want it's trash out there I was like I don't think She's saying so, she wants I, some Henry, Henry Broadnecks ass nigga to come up and like sweep her away and right. take her away from Steph. For and she honest? out here like, oh, they, you know, they call him right. Buster. He a good friend of the family. Like, nah, <laughs> she just right. like. She don't want exactly. Cuddy to come around, pick her up at the cattle. You know, she's just like, hey, while I'm, you know, going about my regular business, can somebody just, you know, give me a second look like, oh, OK. I've had right. three kids. I still got it together a little bit. But if people are like, oh, you light skinned, you got pretty eyes and you got this rich husband and don't nobody want to hear your complaints and a lot of it is just that people don't like Aisha Curry I think that that's a very big part of it um, well, I, I, I think that's it but I also want to interject that I think that part of the reason why people don't like her is because she's very wholesome she, a lot of times it's not that she's wholesome it's that she's a little fucky with her wholesome she's a little my wholesome is good and everything else you know what I'm saying is mm. borderline suspect Mm. And so there's this respectability politics that comes with a lot of the stuff that comes out of her mouth. And a lot of the stuff that comes out of her mouth comes from probably real personal experience. But as a public figure has no real nuance, you know what I'm saying? She's constantly, you know, having to be, you know, reminded that like there's another side to the story as well. And so I think that it's really hard for her to express her full humanity when a lot of times she presents herself as not being full, fully human and puts other people down for how they choose to express their own humanity. Because a lot of things that she says are not necessarily geared towards women coming at her husband. It's just geared towards a certain type of woman. And they are people who she perceives based on, I think, their outward aesthetics automatically want her husband. When as many women on Black Twitter will have you understand, like, that motherfucker is like, what, what is he, a rice check? You know what I'm saying? Nobody checking for Steph Curry. I, I doubt that. I'm pretty sure she's, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I get I, I know, it. I'm bitches sure a lot do of shit for bags. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I get it. Sure bitches do lots are. of shit yeah, for yeah. bags. So here's what I say. I, know, I, I think you made a lot of great points. I, I would also like to interject. One of the things that I immediately take from it is, and uh, honestly, 
my perspective has uh, has been more informed actually from this podcast because we've actually talked about Aisha Curry in different podcasts. So um, that is that has helped me to have a different perspective. Um, to me, I look at them as they're both they're still very young. They married young. They've mm-hmm. been together since they were young. They got together young. Um, they, in my opinion, probably haven't had a lot of life experience outside of each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Steph Curry is doing. I'm just I'm just based upon what's been projected to us, right? So there's that aspect. And on top of that, she was very forward and honest in admitting that she said she had certain insecurities. So when somebody's being vulnerable and saying like, yo, I have certain insecurities and here's what they are, for people to drag her for that shit after the fact, I think it's kind of like, yo, like you're not in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like what Chrissy said about wanting to feel wanted, that is a very human thing. That That's not, you know, uh, germane to just Aisha Curry. Everybody has that feeling. There, there, there. There's a a, a a want to be wanted. The the flip side of that though is, you 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 somewhat have to be guarded about the type of energy that you're you're putting out there too. And I mean, this is not a critique. This is just me like looking at the other side of it. And that is like, people might not be approaching you or making it known in that way out of respect for your marriage because of what you were projecting. Sometimes people will actually, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes people will actually be respectful of your shit if you present in a respectful way. Because they don't think like, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure a lot of women try to get at Denzel, but they probably don't do it directly in front of Pauletta. Because- I don't know. Bitches do shit. Yeah, I get it. But you understand what I'm saying. You, but you understand what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's just like, you know, a certain level was like, you know, Denzel has claimed that he's about Pauletta. You know what I'm saying? Pretty sure, you know what I'm saying, Denzel was a younger man at some point. Things might have been a little bit different. But at the end of the day, he's always repped her. We know who she is. It's the same way with Barack and Michelle. We know who, you know, we know who Michelle is, obviously. So it's just like maybe out of respect, they haven't like tried to throw them them, them things out there like that, like that. But I mean, you put that type you of stuff out there, you might be inviting that energy that you don't want. But you know what's different between her and Michelle? People openly oh, acknowledge wow. how sexy <laughs> is. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody commenting on how sexy or pretty Aisha Curry is, even in the public sphere. And so I feel like, you know. I, I feel like you can't even call them insecurities. People need to be validated. You know what I'm saying? If she was getting a whole bunch of validation and she was saying, oh, I don't think it's enough. I feel like that could actually be seen as an insecurity. But I that's feel just like what she called it. And that's how she identified. No, no, so that's no, what I'm no, respecting it as. No, no, I know. But I feel like we even need to change the language around that. Like she had three babies. Her body has actually changed. It's mm-hmm. not the same shape. It's probably not the same size. You know what I'm saying? It's not as firm in some places. You know what I'm saying? Or All of these things that she things sees when she looks in the mirror with clothes on and without. Right. And sometimes, you know, wow. like, like we, human beings are social creatures and you, we, we, we do rely on our external environment to a certain degree to be able to, you know what I'm saying, form, you know, an accurate perception of who and what we are. And so if you've had three babies, you know what I'm saying, and not even the mailman, you know what I'm saying, when nobody around is checking for you, like, oh, hey, Miss Curry, how you doing? Like, I mean, that could make you feel away because it's like she's not, you know, like, and that's what I was saying when I say it must be so hard to be a good girl. When you declare yourself to only be a sexual being in a particular context and in relation to a certain person or a certain kind of status, 
that means that a lot of times, especially if you have a big enough platform like her, people don't actually see you as a whole being. And the reality is as whole people, we sexual people, you know, and you want somebody to look at you and be able to express their attraction to you, even if they're not going to act on it. And I think that it's really hard when you because of, you know, whatever your, you know, culture is, you know, in your home or your religion or whatever it is makes it so that you can't really express that fully and in healthy ways, then it's problematic because it puts you in positions like what she's in where she's projected a certain image and it means that people don't see her as a whole person and she doesn't get that part of her fed. And this entire idea of like, oh, why does she need external validation? What's wrong with her? She's so weak. I'm like, uh, all y'all motherfuckers on Instagram posting up every picture of every meal that you've eaten, every outfit that you bought. Come get dressed with me. Look at me. New titties, new ass. Yeah, a bunch of shit. And it's like, y'all are doing all of this for external validation as well. But when she puts it out there and says specifically... I would like some external validation of my, you know, being as a woman. It's like, oh, something's wrong with her. She's broken. Yeah, I mean, I think I, all of you guys like hit the nail on the head. I agree with everything you said. But everybody wants to be wanted. Everybody wants to be desired. That's men and women, even though it, because of socialization, it may manifest itself differently from men than it oh. does from women. Um, everybody has that desire. Um, so I, I don't in a vacuum, I don't see anything wrong with her making those comments. And even in like, you know, comprehensive contextual understanding, I don't see anything wrong with her making those comments. I do think that people have a tendency to forget that people are people and because people are people and the overwhelming majority of us are dumb. Um, <laughs> when you, when you choose to be in the public eye and let's be very very clear about this because Steph Curry and Dale Curry were athletes but she is not she could have been one of those wives that you never saw and never heard of she chose to be in the public eye when you choose to be in the public eye you ask you invite the stupidity of people Mm -hmm. watching Mm -hmm. your life and the consequences that go along with that it's not right it's terrible. It's a reality mm-hmm. that we live in. And when you couple that with the fact that she is like really not liked by <laughs> by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing where like people are not able to get out of their own emotional way to be able mm-hmm. to look at a situation and objectively say, oh, well, you know, this person made a cogent argument, even though I don't like the person they made it, you know, the, the argument they made was a good argument when you don't like somebody because of things they've said, because of things that they've represented, it's going to temper your perspective of everything they say. And unfortunately, that's not just stupid people who do that. That's everybody. (laughs) Everybody Mm -hmm. does that. That's just a byproduct of being human. The only thing that's different is just scale. Some people do it more than others. Some people are able to catch themselves and recognize implicit bias, bias is a real thing. And it's not just a racial thing. Implicit bias 
is bias. That's why it's implicit bias. It's not specifically relative to genetics or ethnicity or skin color or anything like that. It's just things that naturally occur in you for many reasons. It could be something that came through you, uh, passed down through your genes. Um, it could be because of how you were socialized, um, imagery that you've seen uh, in excess throughout your life. It, it could be oh. anything. So unfortunately for her, I would say that I agree with her statement. I don't have any problem with how she feels. I can say that I, I, anybody who says they have not felt that way, you're a liar. They're they're either a liar or you're they're just not self aware, and oh. they don't know that they felt that way. Have not or been Beyonce. able to say you're it. A so liar no. But it that this is like it's kind of like it's two separate situations yeah. because that's how people feel. Mm-hmm. That's what people experience. But people are also able to not make those separations. And as a result, you don't like somebody. They say something. doesn't work. The sky could be blue as hell. Like the bluest sky you ever seen. And you don't like that person. And that person says the sky is blue. You're going to look for any speck of a different color in that sky mm-hmm. to be able to contradict that person just because you don't like them. And it's different levels of extreme for different people. But so I feel for uh, it's a bit of a universe that she created. And I mean, I'm a big fan of like lying in the beds that you make. Um, because you make them like that's like you should. Like, well, I mean, it's, you should sleep on them and then yeah, like make them. OK. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, like to sleep lying in the bed. But it's, it's I mean, I'm being implicitly biased. When you when <laughs> you when you contribute to the universe that you are a part of, then you got to deal with the consequences of the universe mm-hmm. you help create. Yep. So I'm with her on this. I agree with her. Yep. <laughs> but it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It is. So I think that's the, the summarize that I'm saying. Nothing wrong with her statement, but I'm not surprised by people, people coming at her the way they are. I think it's wrong, but it, it doesn't shock me at all. So someone who people don't come at wrong um, because she stays coming for your coins. Rihanna. (laughs) She's getting that bag, boy. She is. Rihanna is securing bags in every which way possible. She will become the first black woman to release a line from Louis Vuitton and the first independent line since, oh, shite, who was this? Christian Lacroix, I think. Um, Christian Lacroix. Christian Lacroix. Cause she just out Kanye, Kanye. She just out, out, outed everybody. Wait, so she had the answers. See, that's what he was asking the wrong. <laughs> he was asking that's Sway. Yeah, he should have been asking Rihanna. She probably wouldn't take. She his had calls. the answers. Yeah, people keep asking her where she's when she's doing this songs. music, and she's done makeup, and then she did some more makeup, and then she did some more makeup. She did bras and panties and lingerie, Savage. and now she's doing yeah. Now she's doing a. Full line. So, shout Take out that to Rihanna. I feel like Dan. what she's telling us is Jessica Simpson got a nice life. I feel like that's what she's telling us. Well, I also feel like she's just like, look, I love Rihanna. I do. I adore her. How the ever. Let's get real for a moment here. Let's get real, folks. When you think about singers mm. and you think about the statement, that girl can sing. Talk about it. Is Rihanna mm-hmm. one of the first ten names to come to mind? You can go twenty and still be safe. Yeah, 
I love I, Rihanna. I'm, I'm I love her say, energy. You, you can have a, a night long conversation <laughs> about it, and her name will never come up. No, but to be but to be fair, like you no, know, you make a very valid point, and I appreciate that because I, we've had conversations for years about Rihanna, obviously off mic. But, so I know that you're a genuine Rihanna fan. I told you, like I, I unapologetic is when I got on board. I love Rihanna. Uh, whatever, yeah. Whenever this next she, album yeah. comes out, I will purchase yeah, it. Yeah, I think she's dope. Uh, but I think Rihanna has done something when you can just, and she came out the box like this, which was ingenious. When you can just be a name and people know who the fuck you talking about, when somebody can just say Mary, you know what it is. Now, Mary to me ain't in the top 10 when you talk about voices, but Mary has a lane and she works her lane. Mary's top 10 in thigh high boots though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and being able to wear very dark mascara and makeup or whatever and pull that shit off. She's got a lot of things that she can do. Uh, Madonna is not a talented singer at all, but she's fucking love. Cher. Uh, I hate Madonna. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Cher uh, is not a great singer in my estimation, but she's she has a lane. Uh, so, I mean, I think Rihanna has worked her lane, but she's done what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to rest on your laurels. You're supposed to create that legacy. And that's what she's done in spades. And I'm not mad at it at all. I think it's dope that she's able to take lanes that were not necessarily something you say, hey, Rihanna, you should do this. And she took it and she made it happen. And she's outpacing everybody. And also the way she did it was not necessarily, it it wasn't just for the sake of. Like Mm -hmm. she came out with Fenty Beauty. And y'all know I've talked about this quite a bit because I love Fenty Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came out. She was like, "Look, this is an issue. There's not enough. Um, there's not enough different color foundations for women of color. So we need to just expand the spectrum." So she comes out. She gives you forty different colors foundation right off the break, and then other people are like scrambling to catch up. And it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, you still catching up with this? I'ma send you some more shit. I'ma send you some more shit." I'm going to send you some more shit. I'm going to do a fashion show with a pregnant chick in lingerie. Like How Thanos about that? And then said pregnant chick went right off stage and gave birth like a few hours later because she was very, wow. very, very pregnant, but also very committed to Rihanna. <laughs> <That's what you laughs> and she's like, baby. not you only am it. I going to give you these pretty bras, but I'm going to give them to you. You got size H titties? Come get this Savage Fenty. And I was about to say, I think that's what the Louis Vuitton is about to do. Like, that is going to be a couture line that will probably feature a lot of bigger women. It'll have a lot of brown women in the show. And I think it's basically probably not for the Beckys at all. I mean, if you like it, great, but this ain't for you. This ain't for you. And they got a lot of ground to make up. Not just, not just Louis Vuitton. No, nah, but you know, all of them, Gucci, all of them have had like major infractions over the last couple years. All the major houses have had like unfortunate ad campaigns, uh, uh, making uh, light or being insensitive to people of color and the history I mean, associated with it. So, I, you know, like it's a smart She step for came them. out with eyeliner called Cuz I'm Black that was based on a tweet from somebody asking her why her hair looks like that. And she said, Cuz I'm Black. And that was the name of her eye. Dope. And and I feel like I'm gonna say a controversial thing, but like one of the best things that could you ever know. happen. To me, one of the best things that could ever happen to fashion moving forward is Karl Lagerfeld dying because I mean the reality is he was racist. You know what I'm saying? He didn't like anybody who wasn't super thin, and I feel like as long as he lived or as long as he was alive, he exerted you know a, 
undue power over the whole industry because at the end of the day, if he said something, you know what I'm saying, if he really didn't like something, he was going to ridicule it, you know what I'm saying, even if it was just, you know, in the industry, then like that was probably something that would kill that, you know what I'm saying? Like and implicit so, like, bias? Yeah, like implicit bias, but also like, you know, like a gatekeeper, you know what I'm saying? A gatekeeper that people love and fawn over and want to please. And so because people want to please him, his aesthetic is still very, um, you know, it's still very valid and it's still very much something that people could hold as a standard. But I mean, like it's it's harmful to people. I think this whole conversation makes me remember a conversation that I had with a former colleague. I'm going somewhere a little bit different with this. She was very young, a very young, um, young lady. And she was really conflicted about what she was going to do with her career. She was like, I feel like I'm not passionate about this. And I had, I was very honest with her. I said, I don't know if I'm passionate about like litigation support <laughs> and digital forensic investigations. And, you know, I say, I, I, I don't know if I'm passionate about expert testimony. I like, I like my work. I do enjoy it. I'm not passionate about it. I said, you know what I'm passionate about? I said, I'm passionate about excellence. I'm passionate about achieving. And anything that helps me do that, you know, that, that's not harmful to people. I'm going to put a lot of energy and effort into doing that. And success stories like Rihanna, um, a lot of the other artists that you name, Madonna in particular, even though uh, T-Rich hates her. Yeah, I stand by it. A lot of, there's a lot of people who have been successful in, in, in hip hop who are not great lyricists, but they've had a lot of professional business success. I think it's just an important lesson for anybody to learn. And that lesson is you should, you should never be constrained by what people would consider to be conventional talent because your talent might actually not be in the thing that you're doing. Your talent might be in something else in the thing that you're doing is a conduit just to help you get from one point to the next. So still do it. Rihanna is not a phenomenal singer. Rihanna. But she, she makes a lot of money from touring she, because she, she's she fun. Sing. Exactly. And she has mm-hmm. like she doesn't tour or necessarily, I don't think, like put out albums or make music or whatever as like necessarily a singer, period. I think she puts out music Art. and tours and stuff as a personality almost exactly i think it's also just exactly. a way to like the like, like express herself artistically i do think that because like I, I think she she does things that that like when she did the piece with like um bitch but have my money that was an art piece that was a very interesting video people had right but i also think that that's still very mad? much part of her personality yeah right. she was because somebody I, stole a bunch of her right. fucking money yeah, <laughs> so I'm she just was saying. like bitch better have my money hey, but, I'm just, yeah, but I mean, if she was constrained like by her talent you didn't go to jail if she was constrained by her talent as a singer 
none of that stuff would have right. ever happened. Let me also so throw- she didn't let herself be restricted by that. And a lot of people in the music industry in particular and people in Hollywood and, 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 and sports athletes. Yeah. Yeah, Singing it's like songs about just, sadomasochism. They're just not constrained by their talent. They just, they take the talent that they have. They oh. put drive, will, determination and focus along with that. And then they, lemonade is delicious. And it's a popular drink. Still and is. It still is. So, so let me, they just they they just turn what they have into something greater than the sum of its parts, and that's an important lesson for all of us. We can all do that. Everybody can do that. Let me let me just add on to what you were saying with regard to Rihanna in terms of uh, like you know her finding a conduit. I think it's also important to to keep in mind that Rihanna stepped into the game at what like fifteen years old. And at 15 years old, she was focused enough to say, this is what I want to do. She walked on and did an audition. She got a record contract. She became a media darling when she came out with Umbrella. She's been in the game for a minute. But at 15 years old, the things you wanted to do at 15 ain't necessarily the shit you want to do at 30. She didn't release Umbrella when she was 15. I'm just, I, I didn't, I didn't say she was, I, I just said that was a pro- progression. I don't know exactly. I'm just saying like she, she got the deal at 15. Huh? Come the DJ, don't find the replay. Oh, okay. I was. I, I'm not going to compete with you in that. But I also feel like part of what makes her uh, what she does good is that she is really. I feel like only interested in having a good time. Like, and like, not only just only interested in having a good time, but like, if this isn't fun, if this isn't something that's actually going to improve my life somehow, some way, like I'm not doing this. So it's not even just that it has to be a good time while she's doing it, but it has to be something that I think she really seriously like relates to. And I think that's also something to add to what you're saying, Christy, not that you were asking, but um, I think to add to that, I think that's considerations that you can make once you've got to a place where you're comfortable to make them. Sometimes when we are in positions where we're living day-to-day lives, we don't have the freedom or the comfort to be able to make those type of considerations and decisions. She's at a point where she says, hey, well, this is the lane I want to pivot. She has the, the means and the contacts and connections to be able to make those moves. And she I has. Think, I think that's part of it. But I also think that some people just don't have no fucks to give. Money helps that. It's a lot of just people throughout the financial spectrum who have zero fucks to give. You know what I'm saying? And, you know. They they're gonna do or be or say whatever it is they're gonna do or be or say no matter what anybody thinks and sometimes no matter you know what the repercussions. Well, that works for a brand. You know Kanye is an interesting example because he you know, Kanye does like have a lot of talent. He has a lot of musical talent, um, mm-hmm. and his musical talent is is pretty evident. It's undeniable. It's gotten him really far. And he was really focused, you know, on doing things with music. Uh, and he wanted to branch out. And his talent did not help him <laughs> achieve what he wanted to do in fashion. Um, so Mm-mm. that's even more of a lesson. Like, you can be talented. I think that's a One mixed thing, bag. I think he's had some success. And I think he's had, I don't think success he won. Well, you know, and I think success he won. That's, that's very like own definition of success is the most important. I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, but he has had, I I don't want to make it sound like it's like he, he came out with like, you know, well, 
Barclays or some shit. In the, right, because I was about to say, like, based on what Red Octobers were pretty popular. Put out there and produced and his current actions, I feel like we could probably easily surmise that he's always been trying to create a cult and he just mad that he couldn't create it this fashion. Well, he's doing it now with these ragtag clothes and this church in the desert. Because, because now, look, bitch, you saw Wild Wild Country, okay? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay? Now that he has a mission to put to that oatmeal colored bullshit that he's selling to people, you know what I'm saying? Which is basically, you know what I'm saying? Just like what? Ashram clothes? I mean, like, I feel like it's ashram wear. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it ashram wear. It's oatmeal ashram wear. That has been like used and handed down. (laughs) And now that he got a spiritual message and a platform to go along with it, what they call Sunday service. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now they got Sunday service. They have and they are selling these t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? And 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 probably a whole bunch more at Sunday service. Cause I promise you, I promise you, that motherfucker is the next L. Ron Hubbard. He's gonna be on a boat. Hmm. Or he can be the next Jim, Jim Brown. Jones. Jim Jones, that's what I meant. I'm sorry, Jim Jones. Taking yeah. people to no, Guyana. No, no, no. I feel like he's gonna buy a boat because he's smart enough to understand no country is taking me. This is clearly a cult. We just need to hit international waters. Mm, I don't know. I think I still might be going in the direction of Jim Jones. Not quite David Koresh, but... No, because that was a sex cult. Well, Jim Jones was too, but less children. I'm just I'm just saying. There's been a fascinating... Although Jim we Jones don't know what they do, so they could be a sex series. cult too, because, I mean, you know, what was it, Nexium? Isn't that a sleeping pill? <laughs> Whatever. You know, you the the... the, the, the the one with the Braunhofer heiress. I don't know. What's happening? Know. The you, girl you, from... You know you always got some, some off, off the page type shit that nobody knows. The, like the I feel like you make from, me feel stupid right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? I'm being honest. From the, super, the girl from the Superman show. What was that Superman show on the WB? Smallville. Hmm. The girl from Smallville. The white girl that was in a cult. Oh, yeah. The cult. one who played the, the blonde hair girl. Yeah. 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 She went to jail. She, well, you she got, she got time. Called, like Nexium or, or, or. I don't know what it's called, but okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. Nividium or. I don't know why I sound like Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, yeah. It was something with no vowels. You know what I'm saying? The N, a V, or X, something. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know vaguely what you're talking about. But the Seagram's heiress was in that shit with them. And yeah, they were all sex slaves. And she was she was shy. She was actually she was actually like uh pimping them. She was like she's like pulling them in. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they were pushing it as some, you know, spiritual, you know, like pseudo spiritual and self empowerment bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is this the yeah. Sarah the Sarah Lawrence sex cult? No, what is that? Oh, like, there's so much going on. I don't, this is the one that was like multi level marketing or something like that. <laughs> Right. See, it's just too many sex too many cults. Sex cults. In my, you said Sarah Lawrence, but in my brain it was like Jennifer Sarah, Lawrence, the Sarah Lee sex cult, and I was uh, like, what is, <laughs> she cakes and starting cult? Like, what? Do, oh God! What, I, in my mind. I was like, That's exactly what happened to me. She didn't right. say it, but that's what my brain did. Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. Uh, apparently not, and they're willing I to die for it. I thought was in terrible naked bodies just now, and it was just not pretty and butter. Mm. This is why I don't like any of you. We are spiraling. <laughs> oh, are we now? Didn't I notice? Um, Nobody doesn't like to die for a cause. I guess. Well, 
on that note, um, <laughs> I don't even, I don't know where to go from here. So I'm just gonna I, yeah. go home. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's about to get real expensive. So if you need something that comes from China, order it before June first. <laughs> Basically, I mean, I'm been confused about how many things you could put tariffs on. Like how how many things are there? It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, you know, you know, you know, so avocados many. about well, to, you know, be expensive and apparently, yeah, no, so no. or grow. We don't grow shit here shit either. Out of our existence. Well, guess it's time for cannibalism. Also, um, <laughs> for really women, good. your um, your training manual for how to survive the future comes back out on was it June first, June fifth, The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> So just I pay still haven't got through the second season. Uh, not to do. Well, I mean, you're living it, so. And I was just it was it was it was heavy. Yeah, you just turned on the TV. And see, you know, Handmaid's Tale tell you why you can't tolerate people on the other side who say crazy shit. You know, like Handmaid's Tale is why there is no redemption for Sarah Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just another Serena bitch. You know what I'm saying? You you just gonna realize before it's too late, and you you're not even gonna realize that it's actually bad. You're just gonna be like, why the fuck am I left out of this bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Like why you not gonna my take, hand? right, right. Not not that it should be better for other people, just that it should be better for you. And so, like you know, yeah. And then you just like you got to pick a side. Then you just like. <laughs> I don't have the answers. I asked Sway. I should have asked Rihanna. You that's should what, have. That's what the problem was. If you got Rihanna's number, you know. Hey. Okay. That she aligned herself with like a billionaire boyfriend. Like right. money isn't everything. I don't know. That man fine though. So it's got more. Oh. Rihanna's man. That Middle Eastern. Yeah. Sarah Sanders going to end up getting burned up in King's Landing with everybody else. You know, I totally take oh, one gosh. of them because I'm not going to your kingdom. Oh, we I think he's perfectly fine with coming to her kingdom. Mm. You know, we can go to Lo- look. We can go to London. We can go to Paris. We can go anywhere, but I am not coming to your kingdom. Kingdom of Rhea. Right. Mm-hmm. When she decides to try them out. Eh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs. Um, players, players. Waddling dogs, slow Waddling to the ground. Dogs. <laughs> with girthy shafts. <laughs> You have uh, reached the end of Drinks and Snatch. (laughs) (laughs) Which is never really over. Never. (laughs) Just when you think you hit the end. Oh, no. More more drinks. More more Snatch. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta go. We gotta go. (laughs) Signing off. T-Rich. To my left. It's double. To my right. Lee Bennett III, a.k.a. Da Vinci Park. And right in the middle where she should be. Hey, Savage. That's two weeks in a row. Y'all know who I am, right? (laughs) (laughs) Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Indeed. Stay blessed. Stay woke. Don't die. Stay alive. Whichever one you know is working for you this week. How would it go? A dancer? Leave. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, son. The only dance I got for you. Damn. Like, you no, like, he said I want to start a dance the, called the, the hotel. Lee, the lead Lee, like how I, would it I go? saw you looking at me without my glasses on. I just felt like you about to lob that at me. And I, you know what I'm saying? I was ready for it, but I wasn't.